Welcome to season two of the Age Sister podcast. This season, we're talking all about women at work. So let's get started with today's expert. Hey, everyone. I've got Lori Seitz on the show today. Lori's the CEO of Zen Rabbit, and she's the host of the podcast Fine is a Four-Letter Word. She's also an award-winning writer, speaker, and broadcaster, and a nationally recognized expert in using gratitude and meditation as shortcuts to success. So welcome to the show, Lori. Thanks so much for having me, Kate. I'm excited to be here. Oh, me too. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, you know, I always ask guests when we start out, I just love to hear your journey to how you got to doing the work that you're doing today. Can you tell me about that? Sure. I, I have a background in marketing and corporate communications and some broadcast. And so that's how I, where I started my career was in marketing, primarily on the corporate side. I did work for an agency at one point, just because I was curious what it was like. I always wanted to be on the agency side. And then once I was, I was like, yeah, I like it better on the corporate side, <laughs> having one client. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I started my first business in 2003. I was making and marketing a product called the Gratitude Cookie, kind of a cross oh. between a butter and a sugar cookie based on a family recipe. And because I'm a marketer, it was not my goal to be the next Mrs. Fields. I created this as a product for businesses to say thank you to their clients and to people who sent them referrals. So uh, yeah, ran that business for 11 years. Couldn't quite scale it the way I wanted to and ended up shutting it down. Then went mm. into teaching networking strategies, primarily for quiet people, like people who would be intimidated to walk into a room full of people you don't know and start a conversation because that was me when I started mm -hmm. that first business. Then pandemic and then pivoted into doing what I'm doing now, which is teaching gratitude and, uh, you know, coming back to gratitude and uh, using gratitude in business and meditation. And um, Amazing. Yeah. I love that idea of the gratitude cookie. That's awesome. What a great idea. Um, so can you tell me just a little bit more? Uh, I read, you know, a little bit about your story, how you had this big life change. And through some of your materials, you talk about this idea of being fine, that people are, you know, clinging to that idea, I'm fine, I'm fine. And, you know, I think that's especially true for a lot of women in midlife, a lot of people who would be listening to this podcast. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that, about that idea of being fine? Yeah. When I shut down the baking company, that was in 2014. And it was, it coincided with the time that my mom was diagnosed with an acute form of leukemia and she passed away like six weeks later. And so oh. as I was mourning the death of my business and my mom at the same time, I started thinking about what, how do I want to live my life now? Like, do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I lived the last 20? Not that the last 20 had been terrible, you know, they were fine. <laughs> So that's where that whole idea started coming around in my mind of, yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it's not great. And a lot of women, especially, but I'm finding both genders, say everything is fine mm -hmm. because it, it is. It's, there's nothing wrong. It's like mediocre. It's okay. But 
and they're willing to sit with that for a long time as I did because they don't know what else to do. Either they don't know or they do know, but they're afraid, Mm -hmm. afraid to take that step. And so we say everything is fine. We're just conditioned, conditioned to say everything's fine because one, we don't want to burden the person we're talking to if they ask, so, you know, how's everything going? It's fine. Like, I don't want to tell you all my problems. Or Mm -hmm. we don't even want to admit it to ourselves. So we just say, it's fine, but I don't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that um, really builds up? Like, I'm just thinking of the women in midlife in the workplace, right? And they're saying that in 2022, this group of women, this group in general, will they have the highest intent to leave the workplace of any other group. And they don't come back, right? These are not people who are shifting positions. They are people who are leaving and they don't come back to the workplace. And I just wonder about that idea of, you know, us being so conditioned to say fine all the time. Is there a point where it's like something's got to give, right? That, yeah. that we've been taught to do that and yet it's not really serving us at all. It's not serving us at all. You're right. And I think we we finally reach a place where like, it's not okay to keep saying fine. I mean, this is part of the reason why my coaching program is called what it is. And I don't know how, um, what rating your show is. If oh, you want. go ahead. Go ahead yeah. and say it. Okay. So my program, <laughs> <laughs> my program is called fuck being fine because specifically chosen that word, because we reach this point where you're just like, I'm just done. Like I can't live mm. with fine one more minute because I deserve mm-hmm. more. My soul is crying out for more. That's mm-hmm. when you reach that point and that's what you're talking about. That's why they're leaving. Like I'm done with this. There's there I deserve more. I deserve better. What do you think are some of the things that are leading up to that in terms of the stressors or why is it different for women and why is it different in this age group? Because several things are happening. So one, our parents are passing away. Kids are moving out and don't need us in the same way that they may have when they were growing up. Um, Friends are, you're seeing a lot of people who have, I don't know, maybe the results of not having taken care of themselves over the years. And Mm -hmm. you're putting all of these things together and you're you're seeing more of your mortality, but not in a morbid way, like, oh, I'm going to die soon. It's a, I better start living, the, living my life, not a life for somebody else, mm-hmm. because we don't know how much more time we have. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I heard it put uh, a few weeks ago about how many weeks we have left on the earth. That's really alarming. Don't ever do that math. <laughs> no, please don't tell me. <laughs> and, but that's the thing. You don't know. Do you have one or do you have a hundred or do you have a thousand? You don't know. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about that, when you you think about that kind of, you know, your mortality is a bit more front and center, you've got these big shifts, you know, they call it kind of this developmental stage in life. How does meditation and gratitude fit into that? Why is that important? Meditation and gratitude are about getting in touch with your own inner truth, especially the meditation part. Gratitude is about uh, 
you know, there's, there's shifts when you practice gratitude, you're focusing, I was going to say you're focusing outward. You're not always focusing outward. You're focusing on what are, what is it that I have that I'm grateful for? So a lot of people will look at their lives and say, oh my gosh, I have so much to be grateful for. And if you're looking in from the outside, it appears that they have everything and they're still not happy. So why, you know, then they start asking, well, what's wrong with me that I'm not? So if you can put the focus on gratitude and being grateful, not not to ignore that something might not feel right, but the gratitude and meditation pieces are what helps you uh, come back to, I'll say come back to and hear that inner voice, whether you want to call that intuition um, God, the universe, your, whatever it is, that inner, inner truth that you have inside you. And, you know, we're so bombarded with messages from traditional media, from social media, from people around us, friends, well-meaning friends and family and whatever propaganda, whatever, like whatever's going on outside of you, all of these messages, what is your inner truth telling you? And when you can get quiet and practice gratitude, practice meditation, that's when you're really tapping into that, that inner knowing that gives you answers. Because we're asking a lot of questions right now. What is, where am I going in this next season of life? And so being able to get quiet with yourself and hear that instead of just listening to the chatter around you. And you talk about this as being kind of a shortcut to success. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Well, gratitude and meditation, first of all, there's so much science and research behind it. You know, years ago, people would be like, oh yeah, it's it's a woo-woo thing. And it's not. There's science and research behind everything. It changes your biochemistry. It changes your brain uh, brain waves. It changes how your brain is wired. It more focus, more clarity, more creativity, better sleep releases the dopamine and serotonin, which are the feel-good chemicals in your brain. It helps curb um, what's the stress chemical? The uh, cortisol. cortisol. Cortisol, right? Mm. Uh, helps curb that. So all of these health benefits, mental and physical health benefits, um, helps you learn how to better respond to situations so your relationships improve, whether they're in at work or at home, your relationships, because you're not as willing to get drawn into conflict. You're better able to think rationally. And ma- so you're making better decisions. You're more focused. You're more efficient. You're more productive. All, all these amazing benefits. Yeah. It's amazing. I I really uh, I really ascribe to daily meditation and longer daily meditation seems to be even better for me. So yeah, I'm right behind you on this one. Um, so we've we've talked about some really kind of big concepts, right? Gratitude and uh, meditation and these big changes in midlife. And I know that you work with companies and, you know, part of this podcast is to really help organizations understand how to help women in midlife at work. 
And so if we were just to think about some, you know, some practical strategies of how we could help women and help organizations help women at this time of life, what would you say that those might be? Just a few. Well, it's about teaching the how to meditate. So a lot of what Mm. I talk about in my workshops, in my programs, is the myths and misconceptions around what meditation is. So you Mm. mentioned that you like to get into the longer meditations. And one of the things that keeps people from meditating a lot of times is I two things. One, I don't have time. And I like to teach people that even if you just take some a few deep breaths, you know, take two minutes to focus on your breathing. It's just when you're focused on your breathing, you slow it down and it slows down your whole nervous system. Your brain and heart can sync up and become what they call coherent. So your your whole system is like, okay, it's like a reset. So even if you just take those two minutes, or even if you were just starting out and you have five minutes of meditation, you know, you don't have to do 30 or an hour, whatever it is, five minutes gives you benefit. Um, The other thing is the, I don't have time, is that meditation, going back to your question before about how does it make you more successful, there's a quote from, I believe it was Abraham Lincoln, that if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. And that's mm. essentially what you're doing. You're sharpening your your brain functions so that things don't take you as long. So, so a project that might have taken you three hours might only take you two hours. And you spent 20 minutes meditating. So there you go. You just bought yourself 40 minutes of time. You know, <laughs> if you look at it that way as investing. So I think if companies can bring in these techniques to teach people how to, um, again, strengthen, you know, strengthen that mind-body connection, uh, get, get quiet and just calm everything down so that they can make better decisions, so they can be more focused, so they can be more efficient. Mm. Yeah. And probably now more than ever, we need this, right? Yeah. Um, with yeah. all the stresses of the last few years, I think people really need to be um, allowed and supported to take care of their mental health and their brain health. You know, as women get older, one of the complaints is, especially around menopause, is this idea of brain fog. So yeah. I love the idea of uh, meditation. Even just those two-minute breathing breaks are fantastic. Yeah. 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 When you talk about gratitude, I mean, bringing gratitude, more gratitude into the workplace, for example, uh, gratitude for your clients, gratitude for the people you work with. If you can find the gratitude, even in a situation that doesn't look so positive in the beginning, um, but you can find the gratitude in it, you're just so much better off. You have a a more mm, positive outlook and you know i've been accused of wearing rose colored glasses but it, it, we're not we're not sugarcoating a bad situation we're just looking at it from a different perspective so you can find solutions mhm yeah so important okay i'm going to shift gears on you just a little bit here um i I don't, you may or may not know this about me, but I am a healthy aging specialist. I'm a clinical exercise physiologist 
by training way back when. Um, and so I'm a lover of movement. And one of the things that grabbed me in your bio is that the weight room is your sanctuary. You've got to tell me more about that. Yes, it is. I have no idea what inspired me, but when I was 17 years old and got my driver's license, the first thing I did was I went and joined a gym. I have wow. no idea where my parents didn't work out in a gym, but I went and joined and I just fell in love with pretty much the weight room. I mean, cardio. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, where's the weights? Uh, <laughs> and so that's always been my place. Like I, I don't look at social media when I'm in the gym and I'm working out, I have my music on and I'm focused on what I'm doing there. And I just, I just love the, I love getting stronger. I mean, that's really, mm. it's about, it is about staying in shape and looking good, of course, because, you know, there's some vanity to that, but, but really, and there's the health benefits as you well know, but there's also that I just, I want to be strong. Like I don't, you know, people talk about weight and how your actual weight is not the best measure of your health. If the more muscle you have, the more you're going to weigh. I don't care how much I weigh. How What's my body fat percentage? How much muscle do I have? That's what charges me up. I want more. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. Um, I think a lot of women in midlife just don't think a lot about gaining strength, gaining muscle. And I always say if there's one thing that I could run around with a flashing neon sign, it would be get to the gym and lift weights. Yes. It's so important as you get older. Um, so yeah, thanks for giving that plug to the weight room. Um, so if our listeners wanted to find out more about your work, where would they go? My website is zenrabbit.com. Great name. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Zen Rabbit. Uh, LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my time when you're talking about social media. I'm on LinkedIn. Easy to find there, posting all the time. And uh, and you mentioned that I have a podcast, which is called Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Age Sister Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review the episode on your favorite podcast app. We'll also be posting the show notes and any other important information at www.cardeahealthconsulting.com.